The views expressed in this podcast are meant solely for inspiration and entertainment purposes. Nothing stated in this podcast should be considered financial, economic, accounting or tax advice. Dividends are never guaranteed. This recording does not address all risks. No comments made in this recording should be considered an endorsement for any investment or investment strategy. This recording should not be considered as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or subscribe to any financial instruments, products, securities or derivative instruments. All data used is believed to be valid and accurate at the date it was first recorded on an as-is basis and is subject to change without notice. Listeners should seek their own financial tax legal and regulatory advice regarding the appropriateness or otherwise of investments or any investment strategies. Any decision a party makes after listening to this recording should be based on its own research and will not be considered influenced by the views expressed in this podcast. You will solely bear the responsibility for any investments you make and for the liability of any losses arising from the information provided. Hello and welcome to the Bank on Dividends podcast. My name is Banky, and as always, I will be your guide into the wonderful world of dividend investing. This week's episode is episode 32, and it's titled, You Can Always. Now, I have so much to talk about, and I don't even know where to start, so let's just jump straight into it. And remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Now, before we jump into all the discussion topics we have today, I want to do a quick shout out to all the new listeners that have started listening to the podcast since the start of the year. Thank you so much and I hope you're enjoying some of the amazing content that we've had. And if you haven't gone back and listened to some of the episodes from last year, please make sure and do so. There's some amazing topics that we cover, but also keep listening because there are even more amazing topics lined up. Thank you so much. And to all the existing listeners who have been faithfully listening since the podcast started, thank you. Please continue to share, add comments and review the podcast. I'm so, 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 so grateful. Now, I have a really big announcement. I have listened to a lot of the feedback that I've got from the podcast and, you know, with much consideration, I've actually decided to launch a YouTube channel as well. Yes, yes, we are live. The Bank on Dividends YouTube channel is now available. And let me just clarify one thing. The YouTube channel is not meant to replace the podcast. The podcast is going to be standalone. Now, on the YouTube channel so far, I have actually put a couple of the podcast episodes up there so that the channel won't be completely empty. But the content on the channel going forward will be completely different from the podcast. And the reason for starting the YouTube channel is because I've heard a lot of feedback and I've considered when it comes to doing things like stock analysis episodes and other episodes like portfolio updates, which I want to do, it's much easier to do when you can share your screen or when you have some sort of visual prompt. And yes, there are ways to do it on Spotify if you're listening via Spotify and other podcast listening streams, but I'm really aware that most of the listeners of the podcast listen to the podcast on their commute to work or while they're doing something else. But I've been inundated with requests for a YouTube and I've finally given in. The learning curve for YouTube is rather steep, but I've been doing my best to learn as quickly as possible. So what I need you guys to do is to 
go to the link in the episode description click on the very first tab and that will take you to the youtube page and please subscribe let's see if we can get a hundred subscribers before the first youtube specific video goes up and that episode is already in works and it's titled here we go again so that's the challenge guys i really appreciate the love let's see if we can get the youtube channel up to 100 subscribers before that video comes out in the coming weeks and another announcement is that also i have now jumped onto tiktok as well so if you like short you know funny style videos you can also find bank on dividends on tiktok basically we're on every platform now so i've taken the feedback and i know you guys love getting content on all your social media so whether it's twitter instagram tiktok youtube bank on dividends is there so let's get into this episode if you're listening to this podcast it's safe for me to assume that you probably already know what's going on out there in the wider economy and society inflation rising prices stock markets crypto markets bond markets everything is crashing basically and i get a lot of requests to react or to make my own market crash video that really annoys me to be honest because that's not what this channel is about and really if you are a long-term dividend investor you don't care so much when all of these things happen if anything you see opportunities now i'm not saying that it's not good to analyze and to listen to what's going on and the opinions that other people say because I spend a lot of time listening to and watching all the market crash videos and podcasts and episodes and TikToks and stories that go up. I just don't think it's helpful for me to join that band of sensationalist content that is out there. And yes, things are bad and yes, things are going to continue you know in this trajectory but you can always bank on dividends and that's why this episode is called you can always it's the slogan of the show you can always bank on dividends so it really doesn't matter what is going on needless to say let's discuss what's going on (laughs) all right so the first thing i want to discuss is actually the rise in prices If you're here in the UK, you probably didn't miss the fact that this week it was announced that the energy cap price is going to go up. And that means energy bills for most people are going to increase around £700, which is a big amount, you know. Even if you split it amongst the 12 months, it's big. On top of that, we're also going to be hit with a 1.25 increase in national insurance, which is the tax that everyone has to pay. And I actually looked this up because I... I'm not an accountant. I know very little about the tax code, but national insurance is actually deducted from your gross salary. There's really no way of escaping it. And yes, this is this is not good. Most people are going to have less disposable income by this. And it does add to the second issue, which is inflationary pressure. And I, I think most people are already and have been feeling this inflationary pressure. And if you're like me, it actually means that it's going to make it harder for you to invest. When you have inflation and you have higher interest rates, the stock market always reacts the same way. It falls. This is just a proven fact. You know, stocks become less attractive when interest rates go up. That is a matter of economics, okay? Even if you didn't study economics, I can explain it to you really quickly because when interest rates go up, bond yields become slightly more attractive. So the safer money out there, the people who feel that stocks were too risky 
and they may have been in stocks because bond yields were negative or very low, now have an option to go back into bonds and other investments because interest yields are now slowly creeping back up and the Bank of England's decision to raise rates helps that. So stocks are going to fall. It also means that any loans or debt that companies have, they will now have to pay a higher interest rate or pay more to service that debt, which means they will have less cash on hand that will eat into their profits and again lower profits means lower share price or lower valuation in a logical world now i know the stock market isn't always 100 percent logical but that is the theory and we can see it playing out especially in the stock market and the crypto market there are other reasons for the market falling but that is the underlying economic reason for what we are seeing now dividend investors if you bought a stock at let's say $72, let's say my favorite stock, you bought realty income at $72 and now it has dropped to $62, a $10 drop. You don't want to buy it at a cheaper price when fundamentally nothing has changed. That doesn't make sense to me. Let me give you another example. You buy a house for, let's say, 100000 right? Everyone loves it when someone knocks on their door and says, hello, your house is now worth $150,000. Or 150,000 pounds. You say, oh, well, if I sell my house, I'm going to make a, a quick 50K profit. But you don't sell it because you still use the house. It, it still provides you some utility, a place to live in. Now, let's apply the same thing to stocks. Now, if someone was to come and say, well, actually, your house is no longer worth 100,000. It's now worth 90,000. You're not going to sell your house because nothing has changed as far as you're concerned. It still provides the same level of utility. Now, if you are a dividend investor and you buy a stock and it's still paying you dividends, the same amount of dividends, and even better, those dividends are increasing and that stock now costs less than you bought it before, why would you not buy more? I'm already seeing many, many investors, retail investors being squeezed out of the market. I want to encourage you to hold the line, okay? Investing is a marathon, not a sprint. You have to stay invested. You have to keep investing regardless of the circumstances. I'm not saying ignore the rest of your financial commitments to invest, but I'm saying you have to stick in there. This is the time when most people are going to quit and never get back into it. And I know I've said that before, but really, I feel like we are, we are just getting to the tip of the iceberg. Many retail investors like you and like me are already quitting and it hurts because they are seeing their portfolios for the first time to be significantly red and they don't know or don't have the cash to buy more or they don't know what to do. On the YouTube channel, I'm actually gonna start sharing my recent buys and my recent sells for January, but all I did is actually concentrate my positions in the stocks that I already own and actually add in a little bit of money. So. I am practicing what I preach and that is why again, I'll say it again, the whole name of the podcast is Bank on Dividends and I say the slogan so often, you can always bank on dividends. I know dividends are not technically guaranteed but if you are investing in solid companies, you can always bank on dividends. That means you can always rely on the income that dividends provide to grow your portfolio. Now, this week on Instagram, I did a post where I calculated my portfolio yield 
on my current holdings, and that was 5.95%, which basically means if I was just to get dividends and not invest anything more, my portfolio would yield 5.9%, 5.95%. With that figure, it actually means that every 12.1 years, my portfolio value would double just from the dividends I am currently being paid. That's all things being equal. That's with no dividend rises, no dividend cuts, no added money to my portfolio. Every 12 years at 5.95 yield or return, my portfolio will double. Now that is quite a high yield. Most dividend stocks will pay less than that. A few will pay more than that. But when you have them combined in a portfolio, depending on the weighting of the stocks, you can actually see why you need to be invested because many people have heard of the example that a penny doubled every day for a month turns out to something like 15 million now okay it's very hard to double a penny 30 times consecutively but in my lifetime if i invest every every single month over the course of my life and i know that at my current yield my money, however much I have invested, is going to double every 12 years. Well, let's say I started investing at 20. By 32, my money has doubled. All the money I've put in, that's just from compounding alone. That's not including, that's not including any capital appreciation. And then at 44, all that money that I've put in from when I was 20 and 32 has doubled again. And then at 56, that money has doubled again. So let's say... I retire at 65, I've almost had my money double about three, almost four times. If I started investing at 20 and I have a 5.9 and I have a 5.95 dividend yield. Now, obviously your yield will fluctuate across your investing period, right? Because if you invest for, let's say 40 years or 20 years or 25 years, you're not going to have the same yield all the time, but it's just an illustration to let you know how actually powerful it is if you can double your money just just two or three times over the course of your life and you continue investing compounding will do the hard work for you and this is why it's really important that when you understand this you do not pay attention to minor blips in economic life now yes it's hard to do because in our day-to-day lives we feel the effects of inflation we feel the effects of rising prices the effects of rising interest rates and all the other things that happen in life these things are going to happen your job is to stay invested and to keep investing throughout this period there's a very famous quote by i think it was one of the rockefellers that said it and they said buy when there's blood in the streets but most people forget that the full quote is actually buy when there's blood in the streets even if the blood is your own so even when you are red you should be buying and if you can't do that then you really need to reevaluate the investments that you have because it means that you don't have as much confidence in them as you thought you did now last week's guest oliver actually opened my eyes a little bit because he was quite you know personal and he opened up and he was like there were times that he actually had to sell his investments to to deal with what's going on in his life and you know what That's fair enough. These things actually happen. We are never isolated from what's going on in the rest of our lives. So again, I want to reiterate, I'm not telling you to 
you know, sacrifice your one ice cream a week or your your secret pleasure, you know, to keep investing. But if you can keep investing, please do. And if you have to do whatever it takes to make sure that you utilize these market crashes, as people are calling it, then do so. But really, this is quite normal market behavior. And if you look at anyone who has invested for more than just the last bull market, I'm talking post 2008 and any time from 2008, we've been in what is essentially a long, long bull market. If you look at people who have been investing prior to that and have stayed investing, you realize that they are acting very different to most new investors. And that's because they've probably seen this before in the dot-com bubble, in the 1993 or 1992 bubble. So it's happened before, right? There have been crashes before. And I don't typically like to address market crashes, but I really want to encourage every single listener that you can always bank on dividends. Don't say I didn't tell you because I'm telling you now and I tell you every single week in pretty much every single episode. So forgive me if I ranted a little bit, but I really just want to boost you guys up because yes, things will get hard. I I can't deny that and I can't say it's going to be easy. But if you stay with me and if you hang in and if you come back every week, either here on the YouTube or on Instagram on TikTok, we'll keep encouraging each other and we will get there. And I've said it many, many times. If you make it past the five-year mark in investing, your chances of success and achieving your goals rise astronomically. So that is my first point of call. I want to make it past the the five-year mark and I'm including the time from when I very first started even though I had to sell all of my stocks. So I'm saying all of this with a very considerate mind because I have been that person just like Oliver last week, our guest, who's had to sell all of their stocks and start again because of life circumstances and yet my view is still the same. You can always bank on dividends. Thank you.